It's Cash Color Cannabis, a high level of conversation on livehiphopdaily.tv. And this episode is sponsored by Atlantibus Clothing. Our drug lord, Return to Vipers, and Atlantibus Signature Collections are all available for sale right now. Head to Atlantibus.com, head to AtlantibusClothing.com and, per- and make your purchase. And as a listener of the show, save 10% off of your first order when you use promo code EVERYTHING when you shop today. Also, Carpe Diem Medibles. New, me- new menus go live every Friday on Carpe Diem Medibles' social media page. So follow them on Instagram and every page that they're on and make sure that you don't miss out on what's going on every week. All right, guys, man, I got some good farmers in the building today, man. <laughs> and, you know, last time I had a farmer in the building, it was my man, it was my man Garth, man, and, um, with, with Verde Farms. And I was like, I got to give me some more for more of them boys in here to talk about some black hemp farming and talk about right. that. So um, I'm blessed to have my man Reggie and my man Dwayne in here from Green Toad Hemp and um, get a chance to have them introduce what their brand is and how they got started into the industry. So um, without further ado, man, introduce yourselves, man. How y'all doing tonight? Oh, man, we doing great, man. Really appreciate being on here. You know, uh, being in the industry, you look at different uh, sites and follow different people yeah. in the industry, and your name, the name of this entity, is always popping up with positive things and different information in the industry. So it's a pleasure to be here. No, I appreciate uh, that. For us, the Green Toad Hemp Farm is uh, the first black-owned uh, hemp farm to get the license in the state of Georgia. This yeah. is the inaugural year for the state of Georgia in growing industrial hemp. And we were among the first to do that, something we're very proud of, but uh, also something we intend to live up to. Yeah. And we intend to build a brand and a culture and a corporation that will uh, be on a Fortune 500 level and, and really speak well and speak volumes to our people as to what's possible in this, in this industry and beyond. All right, man. So how did y'all two brothers meet initially, and um, how, did that, how did that initial meeting bloom into what we have right now? Well, uh, several years ago, I was involved in a project uh, building a beverage company that was actually based here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and Reggie was an executive vice president for Walmart up in, uh, in the Midwest in Chicago area. Okay, he had all the discounts. We were. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, and that's how we met. Uh, we were introduced uh, as we were working to get our product introduced in, into Walmart. Okay. Reggie was the gatekeeper, uh, not really a gatekeeper, but the, the what you call it, the man that, that you got to talk to to really get things done. And he, uh, Do you know what's crazy? In corporate America, it's often hard for you to see another person who looks like you in, in certain levels. Like, how, how, how much of a shock was it when you walked up and, you like you say, the gatekeeper at Walmart to get my products in here was this brother right here? Uh, you just felt blessed. Yeah. You felt, like you, you felt like you were in the right place doing the right thing. You want to hit you know the Wakanda I mean? sign on him like, yo, you know what's up. <laughs> you know, like, no, it's you like know what's you up. coming down, you're like, all right, we good. Yeah, we good. <laughs> you know? We good. We got yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. But he's been awesome. We, we've stayed friends over the years. That project kind of took different twists and turns, but uh, we, we stayed friends over the years. And um, we found this mutual opportunity in two separate spaces, yeah. if you will, and then we came together to uh, – Join forces for the Green Toad Hemp Farm. Green Toad Hemp Farm, man. What a dope name, man. Before we get into that, though, um, you know, clearly both of you have corporate backgrounds. You know, what you were working at Walmart and you had your own um, logistics background as well. Um, what made you want to take those two skill sets and, and, and jump into the cannabis space? And, 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 and more importantly, what made you want to jump into hemp in, in particular? Well, <laughs> we knew there was an opportunity. Uh, definitely in the cannabis space, but we understood very clearly that oh, Mike. that we were being kind of railroaded from getting to a certain point in the cannabis industry, yeah. especially on the MJ side. So we figured, you know, we need to find a back door into it. And when the opportunity came around for him, 
we knew that was our way in to where we could not only get into the cannabis industry, but it gave us an opportunity to really help millions of people that will be able to take advantage of uh, CBD yeah. and cannabinoids, you know, really based on kind of what we mentioned earlier with his story and my story, uh, you know, with all of the medicines I was on. It took CBD to get me off those medications, mm -hmm. and literally I take zero medications right now. I'm okay. a total CBD person. Uh, all of that was inspiring to me to where I knew I had to get that out to friends, families, and the community. Yeah. Yeah, and you took a route that's, um, you know, when you hear most people say they're going to get into the industry, they figure out a small way. They might um, they might do something like start an edible line. They might um, be a consultant. Y'all jumped in and got a farm. You know what I mean? And, and, and there's levels to regulations. There's levels to this stuff, right. man. You talk about going through different laws in different counties and different states. Like, that's, that's a whole different animal to take on. Right. Like, what made you two take on that particular task? You know what I mean? Because we're not right. talking about a small farm. You're talking about 17 acres. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, he... he you know, had uh, started and he decided that he was going to do a farm. Okay. And he didn't care who he had with him or who he <laughs> didn't. He was going to get it done. Yeah. And he made mention of that to me when I was up in Chicago at that time, uh, looking at the fact that uh, legal or recreational was coming and fighting against that whole social equity piece and feeling like that wasn't worth fighting for. And then I went to Colorado, met some people who introduced me to him. Mm -hmm. And uh, and when I once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it, and decided <laughs> that that was the space I wanted to play in. Yeah. And so eventually, we just kind of came together. And uh, and once he put the idea of the farm on the table, you got to understand he thinks big. Walmart is big as you could think yeah, sure. from a scale perspective. <laughs> yeah. So it it didn't feel big like that. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like oh wow, it's a farm. Yeah. It just was like, let's go. Are y'all yeah. natural farmers though? Like, is that, is that something that you've ever had a background in? Like, I can tell you, I grew up. My mother and father are ba or, or grew up in farms. They, mm -hmm. I, they, I was raised in Boston, but I've been on a farm enough to know what I can't do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, have you ever thought, like, were y'all actual farmers and you knew, like, how to actually get some of this stuff started? Or did you have to, how much did you have to lean on other people? Well, if you, if you count uh, cutting my lawn as yeah. a farmer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I'm a natural farmer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nah, it, it's, no, nah, we, you know what we learned? We did a lot of research. We did 12 months of research, meet with farmers all over the country learning, understanding the business, and that really helped us as well. And one of the things when you mentioned earlier about, you know, why start with the farm, one of the things I understood was that when you're, when you're the grower, when you're the one controlling the growth of that plant, the yeah. life of that plant, you control every vertical that goes up and out from there. Yeah. And I knew that puts you in the number one position, and we wanted to be in the number one position. And we've cut out all the middleman. So not only the farm, which we actually expanded to 38 acres. Yeah. Uh, so not only do we have the farm, but we own a post-harvest facility that no other grower in the state has, where we do our own hang drying in over 2,000 square feet. We do uh, our own debudding with the debud equipment. We do our own trimming. We have the easy trimmer machine that does all the trimming for us. Sorting, we make our own cigarettes, we make our own pre-rolls. So y'all really took a, a Walmart um, model, really. You know, like, yeah, that's, that's really a Walmart model of how to do business, where everything is kind of controlled within here. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it was uh, not uh, not easy to do that, obviously, but uh, on top of that, we have a CBD dispensary that we're opening in the, in the town that we're in. Okay. We've developed uh, relationships with the Georgia Southern University 
taking a research and development approach as well. So uh, engaging it on the corporate side, making sure that we engage with the universities on research and development and be involved in that side, and to be involved in advocacy too. There's still a lot of advocacy work left to be done yeah. uh, as it relates to hemp. And of course, as recreational cannabis becomes imminent and begins to emerge, you need to know exactly where those positions need to lie to make sure that those that, that the same thing that's happening in Chicago or in Illinois right now, for instance, yeah. does not happen here. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and speaking of the area you're in, so we're, we're in South Georgia, you know what I mean? For those who don't know about um, the, the joke of there's Atlanta and then there's Georgia, that's real. You know what I'm saying? So we're not in Atlanta. You're in South Georgia doing all this. Right. Um, as black hemp farmers being the face of this, it's not like you're being hidden in any way, shape, or form. Um, what are some of the hurdles that you dealt with? I'm pretty sure you did have to deal with some stuff, even trying to get getting off the ground in such an area. And especially when it comes to the form of, um, of racism and just dealing with racial issues. Like, was some of that kind of visible to you when you were trying to get started in the area? Uh, I think, well, I'm gonna just be blunt and tell you that it's not to the degree that you think. Okay. Uh, and to be honest with you, I, I, I don't really want to say not at all, but we've experienced so little of that that it's virtually non-existent. Mm. Is it because you think because hip is so new and people don't fully haven't got the grasp of, yo, this could be a money maker, so it, they're not paying well, attention? It's a conversation piece with a lot of the neighbors okay. that we encounter. They, they're all very inquisitive about it. Yeah. Uh, we find out that a lot of them used to smoke. I was about to say, you find out quick how many people smoke weed, don't you? (laughs) And you find out who used to grow in the backyard. Uh And so it made a a, a lot of conversation piece. And you start to find out about the issues they have, the pain that they're in. Uh, Those that got cancer, the gentleman uh, that you gave the uh, products to, you know, they got stage four cancer. And these people are coming to us with these issues, but they all got, you know, red state signs in front of their homes. But we get a lot of support from them. Yeah. They come out. They do good work when we hire them to do different things. Of course, we spend money in the town. But they're very supportive of us in the town. The Chamber of Commerce has offered us a seat on the board. We've met the mayor and had a wonderful uh, engagement with him. Uh, honestly, it's been a, a really good experience and one that you would never, never really expect based on the current environment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just really wouldn't expect that. Well, I'm glad that you haven't really faced any any real backlash because I think that what you're doing is definitely needed, not just for, um, for, for black people, but just for the state of Georgia overall. We need a place that, especially now that we are – um, they are allowing hemp, and they are allowing they are allowing us to have products. We need a place where we can have a cultivation. You know, you need to have a place where it's locally sourced, and we know for a fact it's locally sourced. So that's that's definitely important to have. Um, how important is it for you to to to, to recognize your um, your influence as being black business owners in this space? You know, we still we still are to the point where people mention that there's less than one percent or two percent of us even any kind of ownership in this space. How important is it y'all to be that um to be that 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 pioneer and to give off that image of, yeah, we did this and we're we're gonna keep building on this and we are two brothers who are doing this in this space. Yeah, I think that's absolutely critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, because it opens up doors of support for yeah. us as minorities. In addition to that, it shows that as minorities, we're able to get into this game. We're able to get into this game in a very professional level, yeah. at a high level, and function at a high level. We had our first uh, state audit last week, and <laughs> unlike some other growers that had audits, they had a lot of compliance issues. Mm-hmm. He spent three hours with us at both our, our farm and our facility. We had zero issues, no, no noncompliance, had a perfect visit. And that's the way we operate. And 
And the thing he took away in my mind is, man, these brothers, you know, are are doing it up, and yeah. they're doing it right. He they're doing it. at executive level. He said it, uh, and and everyone on that level who has come to the farm and paid a visit, we'd we'd invite you all to make a visit. Uh, you know, bring the team down uh, and check it out. But everybody that's been there has been really fascinated by what we've accomplished in such a short time. Uh, November 30th of last year, there was nothing there yeah. but a trailer and two tractors. Yeah, now y'all that's got it. 30 plus acres of land now. I, I thought it was 17, but you just increased that it. Just, that was like two weeks ago. <laughs> really? Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. man. Gro- growth is real, even during, even through COVID, man. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're actually, even on top of that, we uh, just started the genesis of opening our, our indoor growth facility, which will be open within the next 30 days. Mm. Uh, so we'll be doing indoor growth full year, full, full year round uh, on smokable product. Word. And I know you mentioned that there will be an um, actual green, a green-toed hemp-like stand-up dispensary. Like, you mm-hmm. did mention yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, speak to us about starting, about evolving into that lane um, mm-hmm. as far as just come also going from being a place that we grow to now we grow and we actually have our own standalone shop, not just we just farm out to other people. Uh, you know, with Reggie's history in retail, and when we went to this place, this was not a part of the plan originally, but when we went to this place and saw how it was laid out, it was like an old mechanic shop yeah. with the, with the uh, office up front and all that. And it was just like, bam, that's it. You know, let's do that. And then what it does is, again, like he was talking about being a farmer and having the opportunity to vertically integrate you want to be in a position where you can come and bring a farm fresh product to somebody right at their door. So the citizens of that town and those who order from us on our website get the opportunity to get a farm fresh product directly from the people who produced it. And that's important nowadays. You know, people take a very, they take very, um, um, you notice a lot about what you consume nowadays. So farm to table has gone from just, it's, it's not just something that people just say in a cool way. Like they literally want that now. They want to make sure that they know exactly where things are coming from. We brought you guys some samples to see what kind of what we offer in our dispensary. We, uh, see, we yeah. have a whole line of products that you guys will be able to look at this in addition some to uh, some gummies, Word? hemp cigarettes. Man, they done, they done filled me up today. Bath bombs, all that good stuff. <laughs> they done filled me up today. Uh, and, and, and this is flour. Right. Yes, these, it is. these are flowers that we, so what we do is now that we're in the stage of our first growth, we have partner farmers that we develop relationships across the country that we're able to get great pricing on, on great product. And those will be strains that we'll be able to grow, but also bring to you from all over the country. Speaking of partnerships, I know that you recently entered into a new partnership with the Holiday Firm. Like, what, yeah. is, what does that whole partnership entail? Well, you know, uh, like a lot of companies like us, we have, to, uh, we have to go out and we have to raise capital. The Holiday Firm uh, came and... Uh, wanted to invest with us and work with us with what they do in PR and, and just uh, kind of helping us to, to build and ideate. So when we started to raise money, we didn't want to just raise money from just anybody. We would like to be able to raise money from somebody who can make a significant contribution yeah. to how we grow the business. And Manisha Holiday is really wonderful yeah. at what she does and was able to bring not just capital, but to bring that presence to the table that helps you to start to spread your name out. They got folks that are watching this show right now. I'm sure she is, and a lot of the folks that follow her. So we're really happy to have her as a partner in the company. All right, man. You know, and look, and, and going back to the the possibility that we will see a dispensary soon. Um, have you thought about what a green hemp toad customer is? Like, have y'all thought about what that composite is? Like, what would that what would a customer of yours be like? Yeah, it's like um, 
That you know what? From what we're getting right now, just from our online customers mm -hmm. that purchase online, from the customers that walk up to the dispensary now while we complete the renovations to get it open, it's a mixed bag of everybody, from young to elderly. We have customers that are in their 70s and 80s oh, that uh, come by to the dispensary wanting to purchase oil, wanting to purchase smokables, wanting to purchase all that kind of stuff. So. It's a um, it's a mixed bag of something of everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a need for the product. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get away from big pharma drugs and be able to get some serious health and wellness solutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we, we get them all that's coming looking for answers. And, and real quick, one of the things that we're doing right now, our lab is creating uh, CBD-infused products that's that specifically focus on certain categories. We have one that's gonna focus on uh, uh, kidney mm -hmm. repair. We got one that's gonna have a heavy vitamin D. We're gonna have one that's uh, infused with Moringa and some other items. Uh, we, we're creating one that's gonna help hypertension specifically. Mm -hmm. So you can have a CBD oil and a gel cap that a person can take where they could eventually get off of their high blood pressure you know, once the doctor signed off, but yeah. what the doctor's going to see is that their pressure is going to get regulated. So we're specializing in, in categories like that that no other CBD uh, company is doing. Okay. Do we think? Do you think we're going to see? I mean, I know you you have the shop currently in the in the uh, close to where the, the the farm is, but do you see any expansion for the shops? Let's say, oh, like, yeah. see in in Atlanta. We've, or we've got requests for uh, for uh, CBD dispensaries here in Atlanta, uh, Chicago. Uh, Colorado, California. We've talked to people about it. Uh, Arkansas, yeah, we're going to probably do several uh, in a couple of towns there. So, um, and we've had, you know, so you had asked the question earlier about that, uh, that feeling of being a pioneer, mm -hmm. where since these stories kind of started to hit the line that everybody has seen now, that's created a lot of po folks reaching out to us yeah. and us starting to feel that sense of duty to make sure that we can help to guide people the way that they need to go if they really want to engage the business and use the land that they have. You'd be surprised how much land our people got. I can I can honestly tell you that I've we've probably fielded calls for over 10,000 acres of land, and this is from people that don't currently farm. Yeah. You know, our co-op has got over 6,000 acres of land in it uh, from the black farmers in the Southeast Georgia co-op. You know, quite as is kept, you know, because I can even say in my own family, like my mother and, and, and her brothers and sisters, they all inherited uh, farmland from our, our grandfather who had has 20 acres right now in Alabama. You know, his big thing was he didn't want to, you know, again, being being able to have generations that weren't that far away from actual slavery, like mm -hmm. he didn't want to have his family in sharecropping, right. if, if ever involved in that. So he mm -hmm. had his own property, you know what yeah. I mean? And to this day, it's still in our hands, so that's dope. But there's a lot of people who are just like that. And you, like you say, they don't farm, I don't farm, right. but eventually it will fall into the hands of me, my sister, and my brother. So there's gonna be other things that we're gonna have to think about eventually. You know, hemp has a very interesting distinction. Mm -hmm. The, one of the reasons why hemp was made illegal, and I'm sure you know about the history of cannabis and oh, the yeah, illegal yeah. side of it, but it's uh, service as a direct competitor to cotton as a fabric, tree lumber as wood, of course, and otherwise. But cotton is the, uh, the fabric that, in, that essentially is like the, the keynote 
in, in slavery. When you talk about oh, fat, yeah. slavery, you think about cotton, right? Yeah, you think about the but woven hemp, society of America. As a fabric, <laughs> it's far superior to cotton. Mm. And right now we have an opportunity to farm it again and essentially use the growth of a fabric to overcome the burdens that were placed on us by yeah. our slavery to a fabric. Yeah. So we see it as a, a much bigger deal than just two brothers in a farm and a few plants. It's far bigger than that. This is history we're talking about. We're very well aware of that. Uh, and we feel divinely connected to that. Yeah, brothers, I feel great that I'm part of your history right now. You know what I mean? Because you're right, you are making you're making huge strides right now, and you're making history. And this is going to be a conversation that's going to be had 20, 30 years from now. That you know, Green Toad Farm happened. You know, and because of Green Toad, Green Green Toad Hemp, there's now all these other businesses, and these other entrepreneurs, and minus them, they wouldn't have happened. So I 100% appreciate what you two are doing. Um, I 100% support what y'all are doing. So anybody else want to support what you're doing, how can they find out about the brand? How can they shop there? How can they even, say if they were in, in Georgia, say if they were around here and they actually had some farmland like you mentioned, and they want to figure out how they could put it to best use. Make sure he share these samples with y'all. Oh, I'm going to share I ain't greedy. <laughs> so, the, so what we want is like, so the, the green, the green toad hemp. Yep. The green toad hemp. At, on, dot com is the website, right? So you can go there to shop for strains like these, this Abacus, Bubba Kush, Sour Diesel. These are excellent strains. And you guys are going to be able to test them and let your friends know what you think of them. And we got the pre-rolls there for you. I think those are Bubba Kush pre-rolls we got. And he got enough to go around. So I do. Him, you know. I, I do. And I'm, you know what I'm going to do? Because I have my event. <laughs> I, I got my event this week in Atlanta City Market. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a giveaway later this later on Friday. And I'm going to gift somebody with some, with some smokable CBD, smokable hemp flowers. Because, um, you know, one thing I've been thinking about a lot is my own tolerance. And I've been trying to think about different ways to limit my tolerance. And hemp cigarettes is one way. You know, and I've been thinking about rolling up hemp a little bit more when I think about, you know, rolling a blunt. Like, maybe mm -hmm. substitute that. So, I'm going to put this There's to use. actually. Else. Nielsen report just came out and said that 28% of tobacco smokers yeah. are going to convert to hemp. Well, I, so, I see me doing it. Up to eight. Yeah. Yeah, you know about that, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Man. You know, and, and we're going to talk off the air because we definitely got to take a tour of, of, of the farm. Man, man, we'd love to have you guys come down. And it's, it's something else. You were just talking about the whole thing with the, the hemp cigarettes and all that. Mm -hmm. And for you and your listeners to try, like, when you take that, for those of you who do like uh, traditional cannabis with THC, uh, if you take that and you mix it with that at a 50-50, 60-40 level, uh, you you actually get a pretty uh, increased in experience. It'll level out something that might be too sharp. It'll take the edge off of it, but it's kind of another ride altogether. Don't give them no tips. And like, they, you see all these cheese. No, I'm you serious, see these they, they call it the entourage effect, I, and, and people know about it. It, 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 it. it really works well if you got CBG, which we do carry also on the website, and we're growing Matterhorn CBG right now also. So... Those really create great effects and increase medicinal value in every smoke you take. Man, look, I'm very impressed with these brothers. Make sure y'all follow them on social media and catch up and, and, and keep up with everything they're doing. Support the best way you can. Um, Dwayne Hirsch, Reggie Reese, thank you for coming through. Thank you. Thank you. All right. No problem. Right. And that's Cash Color Campus, a high level of conversation on live hiphopdaily.tv. All right. <laughs>